Hello and welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Curious. I'm Dr. Alex Marsh and today I'm joined by... Dr. Alan And Dr. Martin Barszewski. Um, and today we're going to be answering the question, are you related to Genghis Khan? Now, Genghis Khan was around in the 12th century and he was the founder and the first great Khan of the Mongol Empire. He had 11 legitimate children, but he also had many illegitimate children. In work in 2003 by Dr. Chris Tyler Smith, um, he examined the genetic legacy of the Mongols, found a Y chromosomal lineage that they proposed was from descendants of Genghis Khan. Um, And that leads to our first question, how can we tell with modern day DNA testing if we are descended from Genghis Khan and how is this different to being related? Uh, yeah, um, if we go back to that original study that you just mentioned that about finding the uh, chromosomal lineage, um, what they did was that they found within a Mongolian area that they found a particular haplotype that they believed was typical of people in that area where Genghis Khan lived. So we don't actually have any DNA of Genghis Khan himself to do modern DNA testing like you would find in a forensic uh, test um, or say a paternity test, something like that. So they were, in in their study, they were said they found that I think it was one in 200 people worldwide had the same haplotype, and that's where the, the sort of the mathematics of it uh, come in. Okay. So, what kinds of different DNA tests are out there? Because I know you can get like a heritage DNA test, a genetics DNA test, and what are people actually paying for in these kind of tests? So I think there are different types of these DNA tests, like you said. I mean, one of them is uh, lineage related based on the Y chromosome, and that's for the male lineage, um, that males obviously have the Y chromosome, females don't carry it, they have two X chromosomes. So that can be used for one of these uh, studies or types of studies. Another one would be just using our so-called somatic DNA, just regular DNA from our cells to see how certain haplotypes or in other words sets of alleles or sets of genes uh, go back in in into the history and how they how they diverge or converge and that may help us find who the ancestor was and then you can also use so-called mitochondrial dna or mtdna which is uh, inherited uh, through mothers uh, it was thought it was exclusive from mothers but this has changed recently i think there is also yeah, nothing is ever simple in terms of DNA. So, but in principle, these three techniques, the Y, the somatic, and the mitochondrial DNA are used for lineage studies. Okay. And then for some of the tests that you may pay for, you may only be looking for one particular marker or other ones um, that you may be looking for hundreds or thousands of um, you know, matching sequences. So that sort of brings into this thing of something being linked to somebody compared um, compared to being actually related and having a lot of similar of same DNA as somebody else, like somebody in your family. So what is the biological difference between being related and being descended? 
Um, well, yeah, that's a pretty interesting question because mathematically there's a bit of a paradox because if you go back even, say if you went back a thousand years, that would work out to you may have over a trillion direct ancestors. So that's more than the people that have ever lived. So that's, a, that's why it's a, a paradox. So once you go back even a couple of generations, you find out that you know there's there's been there's wars there's people marrying within similar you know families similar genetic groups so the actual pool of people is much smaller and as we've mentioned about doing these tests where you you may say that somebody is 10 percent norwegian 20 percent native american you're looking for very small sequences of, of DNA there, so we're not, we may not actually share any DNA from those uh, those groups other than these like, little uh, markers. So whereas if if you're saying about somebody being biologically related, again, you know, you're sharing large parts of the DNA with that other member of your family, for example. Yeah, and I think it's also important, you know, to put this into context because I think some of these uh, DNA tests would be rightly or wrongly trying to pitch them as very precise bits of information that, you no, know, you are this much Norwegian, this much Ashkenazi, Jewish, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think when you, what you just Alan mentioned, that, you know, when you think about the broader context of these differences, which are tiny, I mean, you know, we we share quite a bit of our DNA with, with a jellyfish, right, you know, and yet they are not really related to us, you know, in our, you know, common meaning of the term. And, and then when you also think back at it, there are estimates that there were approximately 105 billion people who lived on Earth since the dawn of humanity. There are probably 7 billion or thereabouts now. So, you know, there were these massive pop massive opportunities for for mixing of dna and I, I i personally feel that sometimes this is a bit stretching to say that you are this percent you know this race or this dna haplotype i think it looks cool it looks nice that you know you are a mix of these things but i don't think that reflects fully of, of our rich dna diversity and and yeah, the richness of it really and then it's you know okay it's very interesting that you get these you know you may have some um background within these areas but you know it's what do you what do you do what do you make of it other than the just that's interesting to know so these types of dna tests would look more at your ancestral heritage whereas the different types that we were talking about earlier were ones that would test for do they test for specific genetic predispositions to conditions or do they look to, can they just look for one specific disease or more than one yeah, well, that's definitely a much more useful and informative type of study that you can do. And um, as you know, we can screen for various diseases specifically uh, for defects in certain uh, genes. And that can provide us with a lot of information then to do with um, you know, the implications of having children, for example. And, um, you know, so that's, we can do a lot more with that. We can find out if we may be predisposed to certain conditions. But again, as we've, as we've already mentioned, things are not always quite as simple as that. So just because you happen to carry a certain gene does not necessarily mean that you may end up with a, um, 
you know, the clinical symptoms of certain certain disorders. So can this type of DNA test, the genetic DNA test, test for multiple conditions at once, or is it normally just looking for one specific gene? Um, I'm not 100% sure, and I, have, if, you know, there, are, there, if you, you're looking for a specific gene for a certain condition, so maybe if, if it's, if, um, say, like family planning, for example, if you knew there was an incidence of something within your family, you would specifically look for defects within a certain region, um, so you could, you would, you would tend to do things that way. But I think, I mean, I. I must admit it, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of these DNA tests for a number of reasons. I think one of them is that while they look funky and the results can be interesting to discuss with your friends over a pint of beer, that you know you are this much, you know, Romanian or, 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 or American or Native American, I think there is this inherent risk of oversimplifying this because, you know, even if we realize we get our results back, right, and it says that we have this allele of a gene that and that has been linked to certain type of disease which may be very serious or maybe less serious you know and then this is in isolation i mean you have only one data point which doesn't say anything about penetrance of this gene about if it's if it's if it's recessive or dominant it doesn't mean anything you know in isolation and i think many people i spoke about this with they they are very happy to say oh i have this gene that that makes me resistant for you know for for malaria right mm -hmm. but there is so much more story behind it and I you know if people start to make really life-changing decisions based on some of these results that I think has a huge risk associated with it uh, not only because they may go for mastectomy sometimes which may be perfectly valid decision once has been discussed with a, you know, with, with a GP who specializes in genetic counseling and um, so I'm, I'm very wary of these of these discussions sometimes I think there's there is a bit of, you know, a fun side to what can be, and is fundamentally extremely serious topic, you know, to, to discuss. Because mm -hmm. I think that we're still really in the early days of um, being able to to use this information effectively. We don't have the full picture. We don't have all of the information that we need to make uh, some of these life-changing decisions. Um, so it's, of course, it's going to be very interesting to see how this evolves um, over time. And of, of for people that I've been talking to, one of the issues that they would see as being a possibility would be of insurance companies having your DNA and being able to raise your premiums because they think you're predisposed to having this set of cancers and statistically speaking they're able to work out that you're able you should be paying this amount and you're a higher risk than somebody else so this would be health insurance companies for example. yeah 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 okay. but i think but i think sorry to interrupt but i think you know on, on the basis of this you know i think we are generally as a society going in the wrong direction because you know i I see the valid point of this approach for car insurance because we have solid data that you know people within this age bracket they they have this many accidents because they are young and maybe they they drive too fast whatever it is mm -hmm. we can back it up and that that model holds whereas DNA is so much more complex and multidimensional that even though we may know that this allele of a gene exists in this particular person it may not manifest itself at all for number of yeah, reasons because we know, we, you know there's many say twin studies for example that genetically identical 
and one person can end up having diabetes, the other person does not. But obviously environmental factors may play into that as well. Yeah, environmental, lifestyle factors, um, obviously stress is a big one. You know, you can see different genes are switched on and switched off um, over a long period of time. If somebody's subjected to stress, they're going to have, you know, if you, if you had two twins and you um, tested what was switched on and switched off between the two, two people, you would end up seeing differences between them. Oh, this has been a really great discussion. I think this um, is all we've got time for today. But in answer to our question that we posed at the beginning of the podcast, are we related to Genghis Khan? I don't really think we are related to Genghis Khan, in my opinion. I think um, it's something that's quite interesting. We can look at the other things that have been done, like Charlemagne, which we, we didn't uh, get time to mention or even King Tutankhamun as well, there are two other ones. And there's so many other ones of these historical figures that um, that we are meant to be related to. Um, so It sounds like we've got plenty more questions to answer in future podcasts. Thank you very much for listening and thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Andor Technology Podcast. Andor is an Oxford Instruments business specializing in the design and manufacture of market-leading imaging and spectroscopy solutions for the scientific research market. For more information on our products and services, please visit andor.com.